Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance. Wisdom, oh, wait, I'm giving it to you, the Wisdom for Life Bible study. But this is Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us today. And as I always say, and you know to be a fact, there's always a whole lot of stuff going on around us today. Could you move that lighting over? I just want to give you a brief announcement beginning April 2nd, 2023. We will be located at 35, uh, 35 South Middletown Road, Nahuet, New York, on Sunday, 5.15 p.m. and for Wednesday night Bible study at 8.15 p.m. Come out and join the Lord with us on for Bible study and learn more about God's Word and Sunday service. Come out and enjoy us as we Enjoy the Lord with us as we give God glorious praise. Souls get saved, lives are changed. Amen. It's going to be a wonderful opportunity for you to receive blessings from God. Amen, amen. I'm excited. That's why I sing that song. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing because he's doing great things. Bow your head for one moment, Father, in the name of Jesus. I come before you in the behalf of those that are with me this evening and those that are watching this broadcast or listening to it. However, they may be receiving it today. I ask that you touch, heal, deliver, and make free. Oh, God, break yokes in their lives, meet the needs in their lives, change the things that's going on in their lives for the better. In Jesus' name, amen. It's beautiful to know that God's in control. I'm excited about that. Amen. We're looking forward to going into this location. Uh, uh, um, and... Um, We'll be able to fellowship more. He could come out with us. We'll be coming out of the home finally and back into a place, back into a place where we can all get together, worship God. Uh, uh, some of y'all could come visit us from different areas or whatever. And let's begin to have a good time in God when we get together. All right. Get your Bibles. Today, I want to talk to you about family. I thought it came to my mind yesterday about family. And it's really, really interesting when you learn about family. One of the unique things about a family, when a new baby comes into the family, most family members are excited about, uh, no, regardless of how the baby came, because it could have been a one-night stand or a long relationship and not married or a married couple. The baby came. And the family's excited about the baby. But the baby ain't excited about the family because they don't know the family yet. The baby just got here. And as time goes on, you learn who that child patterned after in the family. It's really something to think about. And you, you, you uh, look at the child to see who the child looks like. And uh, that's really interesting. You, you, you look to see who, number one, who the child patterned after in the family. You look to see who the child looks like. When I say pattern after, I also mean act like. And it's just interesting how family works, how it's connected. So today, I want to talk to you about family, and I want to talk to you about the family of God. Amen? 
Amen. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15. We trust the lighting and everything will be much better in the new location that we will be at. We're trusting that everything will be good with that. Okay. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15, it says, Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Let me read it one more time. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Isn't that something? The whole family that's in heaven. Notice it says family. God has family in heaven, his family. And he has family here on earth, but those of us that still alive living on this earth. The family of God. The whole heavenly family is named after God, and the whole family on earth is named after God. It's just interesting. But guess what? You notice it says, look at that verse. It says, the whole family, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. Notice he said family. In heaven and in earth. But everybody in earth is not God's child. You hear that? Somebody said, what you mean I'm not God's child? The Bible makes it plain that everybody is not God's child. We are all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. You can't be the devil's children and God's children at the same time. Don't worry. You can't be a child of God and a child of the devil at the same time. You can't be cutting nobody, raping nobody, murdering nobody, robbing nobody claim to be a child of God. So as the whole earth and those in the earth that are children of God are named after God. They label us as Christians because it was mentioned in the Bible. The word Christian, so they ran crazy with it. But we are the children of God. We are the people of God. That's that, that's it. That's one of the main things. And I always tell people I love the people of God. And I tell you one thing, if you want to really be close with God, love his people. Treat his people right. If you really want God to work with you, treat God's heritage right. I'm telling you, it's the truth. So whom the whole family that is in heaven, that's already there, they named after him. And those of us that are alive and remain on this earth at this time, we're named after God. That's who we are named after. That's why we cry, Father Abba. We call Father in Jesus' name because he's our father. He's our heavenly father. We call him because he's our father. We're his children. A lot of times, a lot of people don't realize they are the children of God. They let the enemy beat them up and have them thinking all kind of lies. It's really true. But I learned one thing over the course of the years. You've got to know who you are in God. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's passing the center of the soul and it's capable of revealing the intents of the heart and who's really God's people. 
Throw the scrunchy hands calling out a fact that the people of God that's already in heaven are named after him. Now, now listen to this. The scripture says, everybody that named the name of Christ apart from iniquity. Did you hear that? He said, everyone that named the name of Christ apart from iniquity, apart from your deed, apart from your sin, apart from it. He said, everyone, it's in the Bible, everyone that named the name of Christ. Everybody remember saying, I'm a Christian. It's like a tattoo. They put it on their back and they walk around with their back. I got a tattoo on my back. I'm a Christian. You can have all the tattoo on your back, your behind, your head. Say you're a Christian all you want. If your life don't simplify what God's word says, you're nothing but a fake and a fraud. Simple. Well, I might as well tell the truth. You can't be a mafia, so you can't be part of the, the mafia if you're not going to do what they do. You can't be a part. They do things. And it ain't all, it's very, really pretty. So don't go around saying, I'm part of the mafia. So ah, stop fooling yourself. We got to understand that family connects. Interesting. Family has a unique connection outside of friends. Mm -hmm. Family has a stronger connection than co-working. Mm -hmm. Family has a stronger connection than church people. Church membership. Family. You say, oh no, everybody now church is closed. I'm going to say it again. Family has a stronger connection than church folks, church members. Unless they're uh, unless they are part of the family of God, they are not connected. Did you hear what I said? They are not connected. They're not connected. So everybody that's in heaven, that's already went to heaven, has been in heaven, they are named after God. His son Christ Jesus. That scripture that said that everyone that named the name of Christ apart from iniquity is extremely important. It's telling you, it's telling me, and it's telling everybody else. You that are saying you're a child of God, you're a oh, Christian, excuse me. Well, you still doing your mess. And God specifically put in his word. Now you, apart from iniquity, don't point your finger at nobody else. Don't run around telling out everybody's hypocrites in the church. He's talking to you. He's talking to you to depart from iniquity. You walk away from it. You come out of it. You make up your mind to get right and stay right. That's the big thing. Get right and stay right. Oh, it sounds nice. Now, listen to this. When we go into the new building, a location where we're going to be having service, I'm expecting God to send me a nice organist. And he's going, dum, 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 and all oh, there's going to be people be jumping up and down and carrying on and shouting and praising God. But I want to tell you something. 
They still need to be connected to the family of God through Christ Jesus. But you could come jump up and down and feel good, give your offering and all that good stuff. Take pictures with me or whatever you want to do. It will not equal being a family member of God. You'll you become part of the church. You become a member of the ministry. You can become a member of the church, the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated. But it won't make you a member of the family of God without accepting Christ as your personal Savior. I'm excited. The Lord gave me that song. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. That's a beautiful song. When you put yourself in that spot, see, you are to be excited about what God has done, is doing, and getting ready to do in your life. That's why I says, I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things for me. Are you excited about what the Lord is doing? So the whole family of God is named after God. The family on earth is named after God. The family of those that are saved are named after God. Then the scripture picks up and says, let everyone name the name of Christ, depart, walk away, get out of iniquity. That's what it said. That's something we have to do. That's something we have to do. We got to depart from iniquity. We have to depart from wrongdoing. We have to do it. Nobody's doing it for us. It's just interesting to think about. Everybody, it's just that that scripture there sounds so succulent, so delicious, so, so engrossing, and so, oh my gosh, it's like eating a delicious steak, or if you're a vegetarian, you eat a real good, delicious vegetarian meal, because it says that everybody, everyone, not some, not white folks, not black folks, not Italian folks, not Jewish folks, he said that everyone, everybody, not Baptist, not Methodist, not Episcopalian, no, nobody. No organization. He said, let everybody that name a Christ, name Christ depart, move away, get away from iniquity. We can't call ourselves the people of God without moving away. From iniquity. Now the thing about this verse is, I don't know why the Lord had me on this verse. That's not even on the list tonight. But the thing about moving away from iniquity is personal. It is personal. I 
I was sitting there earlier thinking about some crazy stuff family members do together. Some of them getting all kind of trouble together. But it comes a time when you got to walk away from that if you're going to walk with God. It comes a time you got to move away from that if you're going to walk with God. That's a fact. It's not a theory. It's not a make-believe. Everybody that names the name of Christ, I notice he didn't say organization. He didn't talk to the Jews. He didn't say it to the Gentiles. It's saying it to everybody. Everybody that named the name of Christ. Depart from iniquity. Move away from it. And don't come back to it. Move away from it. The Bible also says, thank the Lord, as you see the light, you walk therein. As you see the light of God's word, of what God is saying, thank you. As you see the light of what God's word is saying, he said you got to get into God's word in order for you to see the light. Hallelujah. You got to get in God's word to see the light. I hear that. Then I hear him saying, as a walk in the light, as he is the light. Walk in the light of Christ. He's in the light. He's the light. Did you hear that? He said, having therefore these promises daily, beloved. Listen to the word of God. Having therefore these promises daily, beloved. Let us come from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. He said, come now, let us reason together. Though your son be as far you see, you got to hear what God is saying. He said, let us walk down and reason together. Let us reason about what's going on with your life. Your pastor, your bishop, your apostle, archbishop, whatever you want to call them today. They can't reason your salvation with you. It's God and the Lord Jesus Christ whom you have to come together reason with him. You got to reason with God as a family member. As a family member of God, you have to reason with him. You do. Nobody can reason with you. I know people go down to the altar and stand proxy for people, but you still got to accept Christ. You still got to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. My mama prayed for me every day. She went out to be with the Lord, so I know I'm going. And you ain't going nowhere if you don't have Christ. And if you're not in the family of God. Being in the family of God, I'm so excited about this part. It has nothing to do with your religious affiliation and organization you belong to. It has nothing to do with the affiliation that you belong to. That's the best part about it. It has nothing to do with that. It don't have nothing to do with you being a Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, or any other thing. I remember when I started first starting doing revival. And there was a particular lady that just come out to my services. She belonged to a, 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 um, a Presbyterian church. 
And I, I, when I found out I was quietly survived, surprised. She came out and enjoyed the Lord, had a good time in the Lord every time. Then when I found out the church she belonged to, I was shocked. Why was I shocked? She belonged to Episcopalian Church. They don't believe them. They don't follow the scripture the way we do. They don't follow that. They do all this other stuff. So, uh, they do stuff the scripture don't even say do. However, this woman would say, she probably been raised in the church and stayed there. I never got to directly talk to her about it, but I actually met her. She said, praise the Lord, so and so. But she was a member of the family of God, and she came out to enjoy the Lord with her. That's why your salvation is not based off the religious organization you belong to. Your salvation isn't based off of the organization you belong to. The Bible also said, come out from amongst them and be separated from God and I will receive you. You got to get this thing according to the scripture. Family. There's all types of family. Don't believe me? I used to work for a bank called Chemical Bank many, many, many moons ago. They ain't around no more. They've been gone for decades. But they had a big family. They had offices all over the world. I worked at the national headquarters and I worked at the world headquarters. Two different locations. And I had multiple, multiple senior vice presidents and executive vice presidents, so on and so forth. No, I was none of those. But it was a big, giant corporate family they had. Then they had the middle family, but they were all part of chemical bank. Family. They were all part of chemical bank family together. We all was part of chemical bank family. They said, I don't lose letter and everything to all the family members, all the branches around the world, blah, 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 tra translated it into each language, blah, blah, blah. They all paid us blah, 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 at a certain time of the month. Everybody got paid at the same time. Of course, everybody makes the same money. <laughs> that would have been super. And it's the same thing with God. You know what? The word of God is gorgeous. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And Lord, Lord, Lord just brought a thought about uh, that to me that the Bible says in the book of Revelation, every tribe under heaven that had ever been on this earth is going to be represented in heaven. <laughs> the trials of it. Listen to this. The Bible also told us in the book of Revelation that there's going to be many kings on the earth that's in heaven. In the new Jerusalem. But it says something else very unique about the new Jerusalem. That no one saved person will ever set foot in it. No one saved will ever be there. Ever. The family of God. The family of God is saved. Sanctified. And they get filled with the power of God. Resurrection power. But the family of God has to be willing to obey God the Father's direction. 
That's a little. You got to really look through the scriptures about this. When you learn about the children of Israel, they were God's people, but the children of Israel choose to do what they want to do and got themselves cut off. So you got to be careful with that. You got to be careful with doing what you want to do. Because you could get yourself cut off. I'm serious. I'm serious. When I, well, when we came back into the house to do services, I, well, the, the pandemic, I break really, really got the full swing. And uh, we would have an, actually having a, a Bible study at someone else's house. And then I started service. And then that ended because the person passed away. But what happened was when I came back into the house to start doing service, and I wasn't sure which way to go. Some pastors still were staying in their buildings when they should have just went home and went online or whatever, and they didn't know what to do. Then someone hard-headed wouldn't listen, and they, they went in the church, and the people got sick of the big mess. So now everybody started going back into their buildings, and a lot of people, a lot of churches lost their buildings, so on and so forth. Let me, uh, let me pray for the TV broadcast right now. Father, in Jesus' name, touch every liberal soul, meet the needs in their life. Break every yoke, oh God. In Jesus' name, you can go to Pastor, uh, you can go to, I think it is, Pastor B. Wells. Pastor B. Wells dot com. Get the rest of this uh, message, family. Pastor B. Wells uh, at, uh, dot com. And you get the rest of this message after the finish. Okay, now listen. So everybody was going in today. I, 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 I started going back into their buildings. And the thought ran across my mind, was running through my mind opener. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? People ain't going to want to listen to broadcasts on TV no more. Why everybody go back in the business? Building. But the Lord told me to be still. Wait on him. Don't do y'all thing. You got to be willing to listen to the voice of God when he say, be still, sit your behind down. And we A door opened for us to go into a place. The first place we were going to go, and we thought it was perfect. Oh, my goodness, it was perfect. But then the people started acting funny. I said, no, that's not, God. that's not what God wants. I backed right out. I had nothing to do with it. I came back. I just sat there and said nothing. Talked to my prayer warriors, my partners uh, in gospel. And uh, 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 I said, I'm not doing nothing. I just wait. And the Lord opened another door. He'll do what he says. So we'll be going into this new place on April 2nd. But it's not my will. We're, we're family members. We want to please our father. Oh, actually, we want to please our mother and father. With heaven, we want to please our father. Almighty God. We want to do what he say do. We want to operate the way he say operate. Not do our own things because we don't know what the result of our own thing going to be. Now, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, this is the Lord. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. I'm going to say it again. For I know the thoughts that I say, excuse me, I know that, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. This is how Almighty God, the Lord God, the creator of the ends of the earth, thinks about us. 
the thoughts of peace. But you know with all these crazy thoughts run through your mind. That's not the thought from your father in heaven. That's the enemy talking. That's self talking. That's other people talking. See, the Bible tells us that there are many voices in the land. You got to get to know God's voice through his word. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. You got to know the voice of God. I'm not kidding you. You got to know when God wants you to go south. So when he wants you to go east, you got to learn the voice of God and operate in that voice. Prophets are wonderful. But you still need to know God for yourself. Don't base your life actions and deeds of no prophet. Based on what the word of God says. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word will stand. Family. That's something to think about. All right, let's run over to John 3 and 1, 1 John 3 and 1. But when you think about family, it brings about a response. I know of a family, I'll make a joke about this family. This is a real family. I know them. Personal. I'll never forget one day we were enjoying the street service and somebody said, so and so family's outside fighting. What? The whole family, the whole family. So you, you can't mess with one family member. If you mess with one family member in that family, the whole family coming out to rumble with you. I'm serious. That was one family you didn't want to mess with. You mess with the daughter, the whole family coming out. You mess with the son, the whole family coming out. And they was all out there fighting. It was kind of funny. <laughs> I laughed and they crazy. They was out there rumble. You ain't messing with them family members. You talk about you jumping somebody, you gonna get whipped left, right, every other way you can think of. Family. It's unique about family. It has a unique sound to it. Family means togetherness. It means people coming together and expanding and growing and having a knitted heart together. All right. Let's go to 1 John 3 and 1. I want you to look at that verse. 1 John 3 and 1 said, Behold, what manner of love, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that, he should, that, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because they knew him not. I'll read it again. <clears throat> Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world know us not, because they knew him not. Notice it said, what manner of love. Father has bestowed upon us family members. You can go to your job every day and fill out a plate. You can go to your natural family and fill out a plate. You can go in the bank and fill out a place because you only got five dollars in your bank account. But not with God's family. 
not with God's family. Look at that face. It said, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And you notice that? That everlasting love. It's everlasting, everlasting. Almighty God, the Father hath bestowed upon all of us. The world don't know who we are. That's why they treat us the way they do. If they knew who we were, we were kings and priests. And I'm a royal priesthood. We were sons of the living God. If we were sons and daughters of the living God, they would treat us horribly. They would pull out the chair for you. They would open the door for you. But one of the problems with the children of God is they don't act like it. One of the problems, the biggest problem with the children of God, one, there's a couple of problems. One, they don't act like they're the children of God. Two, they don't know they're the children of God. They don't act like the children of God. They don't know they're the children of God. So they act like the world. And it caused confusion. That's the devil's work. The devil desires confusion around everybody. I'm not tolerating this mess. I plead the blood of Jesus. I'm not tolerating no confusion. I don't have to. I know I'm rough. I don't care, but I'm not tolerating no confusion. You can have all the confusion you want around you. That's why the devil keep whipping you behind you. Your, your house is in madness. Your job is in madness. You're driving out of highway in madness. Always come your madness around you, but you won't put the devil out of your life. You got to put that turkey out your car. You got to put him out your home. You got to get that thing under the, under control in Jesus' name. You got to get the blood of Jesus working for you. I'm serious. As a family of God member, I'm telling you, you got to get your head right. Get your head screwed right on right. But look at this verse. Behold, what man of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because they know him not. They don't know God. Something in my number him. They too busy digging ditches for people. <laughs> they too busy trying to get rid of people. God bestowed his love, his everlasting love. The difference with God and human fathers is this. He has long patience. <laughs> ah, he's long suffering, not willing any should perish. Now, a natural father, <clears throat> let me tell you how that what a natural father gonna do. With his son. If you have a son that's always getting in trouble while they're young, he's gonna whip their behind. He's gonna bust their tail. He's gonna he gonna run out of patience real soon. But God on God the Father, on the other hand, he's patient. He's gonna keep nudging you to do what's right. But then if you read the book of Proverbs, he's gonna bust your tail. <laughs> People say, God don't do that. Oh, yes, he do. When God says sit, sit, 
Don't tell God I ain't doing what you say. <laughs> the punishment is too high, too painful. I've been down the road and I'm not doing that. God said, okay. Go your way. Do your thing. And I go do my thing. And then, oh, God, get me out of this place. Oh, you got yourself in that. I want to see how you're going to get yourself out of it. Because I told you not to do that from the beginning. And then I'll, like a lot of y'all, I'll try to run some number. I didn't know no better. I didn't know the difference. Ah, please stop it. So I read a scripture in the Bible. I want you to listen to this. Oh, family book. I read a scripture in the Bible that said that person sinned without cause. So I said, oh, wow, you can, you can sin without cause and get away with it. That scripture never said that. It said that people sin without cause. There was no reason for them to do what they did. But there was a reason why people did what they did. And it was still sinful and it was still wrong. Some of us try to butter up those scriptures to make them look good. Dress them up and make them look good for us. I never forget, I always tell a story about a family member of mine. They talk about Donald Trump being a top liar. Well, when she, we were kids, she could outlie him anytime. It always got away with it. So one day her sins caught up with her. I always tell that story because as a family member, she would always get away with her crime. Always. I could never lie straight, so forget it, okay? When I was a kid, no, I wasn't a person that never that, that, that uh, never uh, said I never lied. No, when I was a kid, I used to try to lie my way out of stuff. So I wind up realizing whether I told the truth or not, I lied. I got my behind, but so I said, forget I'm lying because it ain't working. But huh? she could lie her way out of anything and get away with it. So one day, we were told to stay upstairs. We came downstairs and we were supposed to be upstairs. And that individual somehow got their head stuck in the banister. It was, you know, those banisters, they're long banisters. You go up the stairs, the banisters are open on their staff. Well, not. she got her head stuck in one. <clears throat> she said, But I'd help me, but I'd help me. I can get you out of it. I was laughing. That's right. Finally, victory has come. Yes, yes. Okay, it was wrong for me to laugh. But I wasn't helping. I wasn't getting in no more trouble because let me tell you if I took out her out of that, I was going to get blamed for breaking it. She was going to blame me for breaking it. I already knew how she died. So I left me there. I said, you going to get in trouble. She said, come on, but don't help me. Oh, nope. Uh-uh. So when my mother came home and my grandmother came home, who did they see with their head stuck in the banister? It wasn't me. <laughs> the top liar of the family had finally got busted. The Bible said, be sure your sins will find you out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That sin's going over her. She's going to try and say, I did it. Yeah, yeah. She tried to say, I got it. I didn't do nothing. My mother let me figure out how to do it. She was in trouble because they had to break the banister now. <laughs> family. You always get one family that always gets away with everything. And finally one day, judgment comes. <laughs> I never forgot that day. We were kids. 
but she got lied good now. Ooh, she probably even could rob a bank and lie, say she didn't do it and get away with it. She was that bad. But the thing about the family of God is this. Unlike natural family, we all are supposed to obey God's word. He made a plan that no liar will tarry in heaven. No liar will tarry in God's sight. No liar will be in heaven. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation 21 and 8 that all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, the bird with fire and brimstone. That was prepared by the devil and his angels. There's some others going there too, not just lying. Read the verse, you'll see it. Read the King James version of it, not these watered down versions when they're trying to make it sound good, where where it's making like the homosexuals and all the rest of them fornicators and adulterers are not going. Read the King James version. Family. Family is something that's so new, new unique. This is part one of family. Family is something that's unique. That it has an ongoing balance to it. I never forget the story we were talking about the family that got killed on the uh, highway. The whole family got killed in the van, wiped out. It was a church van, the whole family in the church van, everybody got killed together. Wiped out generation. God cares about his family. But his family, a lot of times, don't care about him. They don't obey his word. They don't do what he say. And then all of a sudden, just like the children of Israel, oh, God, deliver us. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, I need a job. And then they'll come. Some of them even come home and say, Father, in Jesus' name. I come to you humbly as I can. Now you and I can all bad all along. You would miss the end or miss it all of a sudden. Father in Jesus' name. I come to you humbly as I can. You the worst thing, I want to tell you this. The worst thing you could do is be a hypocrite before God. He can't stand a hypocrite. He can't stand a lie. It also thinks he can't stand. He cannot stand it. He cannot stand it. He hates it. I'm going to say it again. God has never changed. The problem is you don't know who God is. Because if you knew who God is, you would know that he don't change. He said, I am the Lord that God that changes not. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. God's word never changes. God's word never changes. It don't, it don't mimic. It don't deflect. It don't change because it's already settled in heaven. You can burn up all these books, Bible, all you want. You could try to water down the word of God all you want, the way y'all are doing today. These so-called Bible scholars are, are changing up the word of God to suit them. They got a Bible for gay people now, just for gay people. It's the gay Bible. 
the homosexual Bible. So it was set up just for them. They took out certain scriptures so it won't offend them. But you's a bunch of dummies because the word of God is already settled in heaven. And here's the best part. You can't get the heaven to change. <laughs> you can't get the heaven to change God's word. You can change the word and all these books that all you want. And all the applications that have Bible. You can do what you want. The word of God is not changing. You're just making a fool of yourself. Now, check this out. The Bible said, to those that add to the word of God or take away from the word of God, God's going to add to them or take away from them. So you better be careful. Better be careful what you're doing. There's been a fall on you. Family. Everybody ain't gonna call themselves family. That's my family. They say blood stick or uh, 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 blood is sticking in water, right? Well, guess what? It's true. I can prove it. Did you really took time and read your Bible? You gonna find out. In the New Testament, it talks about and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sins. That's some thick blood. That's some thick blood. And that's how he knows his family members through his blood. I'll take all right, let's go back to the Old Testament. In the Old Testament. When they were coming, but before they came out of Egypt, God told them to do something. And what was that? Take blood and sprinkle over the doorpost. So when a different you comes, I'll know who's mine. Oh. Let me tell you about family. You got some fake family, too. Let me tell you about fake family. When God told them to sprinkle blood over the doorpost, some of them Egyptian. And some of them Arabians or whoever was in, that, in Egypt at the time heard that God was sending a death angel. And believe it or not, they took blood and put it over their doorpost so them and their family wouldn't die. They don't serve God, but they were scared of him. See the difference? They were scared of God and terrified of him. They put their blood over their doorpost. We going to save our family. We don't believe in God. We don't believe in that invisible God. We got no idol to worship up, but I'm not gonna play with him. He's gonna kill people tonight. My family ain't getting killed. I'm putting me some blood over the doorpost. That's what they do. Don't believe me, I'll take it a step further. The Bible tells us when uh Moses and the people out of Egypt, there was people that came out that didn't come out by Moses. They came out on their own, they followed him out. They were doing fake family stuff. Putting blood on the doorpost, and they were fake family. You got to watch people. Hmm. Everybody's not your family. My son always called everybody he knows. That's my that's my cousin. That's your cousin. Oh, that's my cousin. Everybody when he was a teenager, everybody's his cousin. I said that's not your cousin. Stop telling me he's your cousin. That's my cousin. That's my cousin. This is my cousin. I'm like, what are you nuts? Anybody not your family? It took him a while to get that in his thick skull. That's my cousin. That's my cousin. <laughs> it was like a broken record. 
guess what? He don't say that no more. <laughs> he knows I had him, but he just said, that's my friend. <laughs> he laughed. Everybody go after, oh, that ain't got my, that's my cousin. What cousin friend did come from? <laughs> who, who, who? <laughs> Ah, uh, then the real cousin on his mother's side. Something that he didn't even know. <laughs> he didn't even acknowledge the only people he met in school. The run of the streamers, that's my cousin. Now, I never hear him say that's my family. He said, I don't hear him say that's my cousin. I don't hear him say that. I don't never ever hear him say that's my friend. I got to talk to him about that. You are no more friends? <laughs> you had to be there to see this when he was a teenager. It was funny. It used to drive me nuts. That's my cousin. That's my cousin. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> that was so funny. But family. Family is unique because God is the God of family. He's the one who started family. Don't believe me? Go back and look at Genesis. God is the God that started family. That's why he made male and female. I know y'all got it twisted up. Some of y'all, some of these movie stars and entertainers, they having sex change and all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what nobody say. They can sue if they want. I'm going to tell you a fact. They can have all the sex change they want. They will never be a male or female if they were born a female, a male, and if they were born a female. Why? Because they, you would have to take everything out of their body and replace it with that opposite sex stuff. In other words, all the organs in my body is for the male body. You would have to clean all my organs out of my body to switch them over to, uh, and, and put a woman's organs in my body. Sex change does not do that. That's just. It's just the truth. That's the outer cosmetic part. That's where people make a mistake. The outer cosmetic part don't change your family member. You got to tell truth as truth and live truth as truth. God ordained family to be male and female. Not no in between. He's not an in between. You know the difference with God and the devil. God is not an in between God. God is not in the confusion. That's the devil. He is the God of confusion. Hmm. A lot of people don't understand that God is not the author of confusion. I've been around preaching and different things. There's nothing wrong with the confusion because they're ignorant of God's righteousness. When a man of God runs out there, there's nothing wrong with a little confusion. That man is ignorant of God's word and he's ignorant of God's righteousness and he's going to mislead you. Because God hates confusion for the pastor. That's the devil. I ain't even heard that say nothing wrong with a little white eye. Go ask Peter. The Lord Jesus told him. And you go, oh, me, say you don't know me three times. What the people with the Peter say, no, no, I'll never deny you. <laughs> when the heat got turned up, I don't know that man. 
We, me and my wife, are perfect examples of actually seeing that in action in this day. I read the story about Peter, but we knew somebody with that same name, Peter. I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. He told our pastor, I'll die for you. Yes, he did. I looked at him and I thought about that scripture. I said, I told my wife, I said, Maxine, I don't think so. He lied for sure. Well, when things got rough for Pastor, Peter was gone. <laughs> he was the first person gone. He was the first person gone. That's why people say, oh, Pastor Wells, I'll always be there for you. That don't move me. Because I know the first person that's jumping to say they're going to be me, be for me the first person that's going to leave me just like Peter did Jesus. I'm here. It sounds good for somebody to say, I'll be there for you. I'll die for you. Jesus died. You ain't got no business dying for nobody. I'll give up my life for them. I'm going to tell you something. When you give up your life for people, they're going to forget you. Um, they also forget Christ. I'm just telling the truth. Family. I love my earthly family and I sure love my heavenly family, but I'm not dying for my earthly family. I'm going to use the power of God to protect them. I don't need bullets. I got God and his power. I got a whole kingdom behind me. I and the world won't be worried. I was already in that situation a few times. <laughs> God is a protector. I never forget the story of my pastor friend. The man came and shot him three times, and the bullets just bounced off of, like in the movies. And the man was so upset, he studied shooting him. He said, what are you? What are you? Why don't the bullets touch you? Because he had God and the angels protecting him, dummy. <laughs> I'm not making these things up. Because God's in control. God looks after his family, but his family on this earth does not look after his things and obey him like they're supposed to. The Bible says that the Lord just brought me that they have stood in my counsel and caused my people to hear. They don't stand in God's counsel, they hear. So they can go to the people and tell them what thou saith the Lord is. You're too busy scamming and whamming and pamming and amming. Family. God has always loved his family. When we, we look at God's word, we see that God always cared about the people of God. He always cared about Israel, but Israel was rebellious. They wouldn't listen to God. I don't care what God told them. I don't care if God fed them. I don't care if the angels came down and said, I mean, they, didn't, they would not obey. And yet they called themselves the family of God. Yet they said they would obey in God. Yet they said that God was their God. He was their father. But they, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. How about your father? You won't listen to that. I say. Okay. Let's talk about one more scripture, what the Lord said. The Lord said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say do? Well, 
You go to churches today, they got everything going on. I think last week, uh, uh, I, uh, the week of, uh, I mentioned that they they uh, they had uh, Bios. Bios, right? Bios, what's her name? Bios? Beyonce. They had Beyonce music playing in the church, and they were uh, supposed to be praise dancers, but while they were praise dancers, the music had them twerking their behinds all over, shaking their behinds all over the place. Well, everybody in the congregation looked startled. That's the pastor's fault. Make people mad. The Bible has plainly stated, come out from amongst them and be ye separated. They have gone out of receive you. You can't be received by God until you come out of your mess. Until you come out of your mess, you cannot be received by God. I'm serious. It's not make-believe. Y'all people thinking that you could do all this stuff and be saved. You got to even monitor the stuff that you watch on TV. You got to monitor everything. Most of the stuff on TV now is all demolished, for sure. But you got to monitor everything. You got to watch everything. What? You got to watch what you're watching. Last week, I, last Sunday, I made a statement. <laughs> I made a statement. I want y'all to listen to it so I can make sure it's clear. Because later, somebody may come back and throw, throw it in my face. But I'm going to clear it up right now. Last week, I told, uh, last Sunday, I think it was, or Sunday before last, I told you to do me a favor, jump in a, jump in a lake with alligators. So anybody take a sip it from that and say, listen to what Pastor Wells said. He's teaching people to jump in the lake. No, the whole story was, I said, do me a favor, jump in the lake with the alligators and see if you you like them. See if you can swim around and do like they do. No, you can't because they're going to eat you behind. You're not in a family of alligators. They're going to eat you behind. So you're not an alligator. The family of God is everlasting. The family of God enters into eternal joy and peace. Remember Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of what? Peace. Now listen to this. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus also said Peace I leave, leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth I unto you. Isn't that something? So Jeremiah 29 and 11 tells us that the Lord said, I know the thoughts that I actually think towards you. Put your name there. Mary, Joe, Harrison, whatever your name is. He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, Kimmy. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, Kimberly. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, buddy. Our thoughts of peace and not evil. But to give you an expected end. Now, here's the whole thing. What is the expected end you want from God? You have to know the expected end that you want from God the Father.
Many people, when they die, the obituary that they have made for them, it said all this stuff they do. And sometimes when you read that obituary, it don't say nothing about the little serving God and going to glory. It just says sunrise to sunset. Your obituary should say how you live before God, how you walk before God, how you talk before God, how you treating people on this earth. That's what it should talk about. Not just your earthly accomplishment. We make the mistake and think that you could, we could do whatever we want and God accepts it. It doesn't work like that. It has never worked like that. We got to make up our minds. We're going to serve God as a family and be a member of God's family. To be a member of God's family, you got to first accept Christ as your personal Savior. You got to obey what God's word says. I'm serious. It's not a show. Jesus said, No, I come in the volume of the book. It's already written about me. He was trying to get the children of Israel to see that he was already there. He didn't just get here. He's been here. People serve the invisible God. They don't know who they're serving. Today, you're listening to this broadcast. You're watching this broadcast. But you're not a family member of God. Not really. Some of y'all are really not family members. Some of y'all are religious members of organizations. But that don't equal a family member of God. And I'm so glad it don't because uh, a religious organization's A picky. They don't like you because you're black, you're Jewish, you're short, you're fat, you got a hearing problem, speech problem, whatever. What kind of silly? What kind of foolishness? But the family of God is not that way. Every tongue on this earth is represented in heaven. Every race of people is represented in heaven. But today you're here. You're watching this and listening to this broadcast. You've got to become a family member to receive family member inheritance. Okay, listen to this. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God had prepared for them that love him. God's family members love him. And he has great things in store for them. So today, I admonish you and I encourage you to get your life aligned with God and become a family member. And if you're a family member, being one of those foolish family members, you're going to get cut off. You don't get right, you stay right. Let us pray. Bow your heads. And repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life, make me a true family member of God. 
Save me right now. I accept you as my Savior. I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary, Lord Jesus, and rising on the third day and sitting on the right hand of God. I thank you for coming into my life, and I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul. Break every yoke in their life. Give them in the strength and encouragement to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, remember, April 7th, uh, April 2nd, beginning of April 2nd, we will be at, the, uh, it's called the Royal Venue at 35 South Middletown Road. Now you went New York. Sunday service starts at 5.15 p.m. Wednesday night only, 8.15 p.m. Until next week, our Wednesday night Bible study. Be blessed. And remember, make sure you're a family member.